tonight, we're gonna camp out in the passage in Ezekiel, Ezekiel 37. And this is the Valley of Dry Bones. And I think that there's some people who walked in tonight and you're like, oh, that's so awesome, God's moving. But guess what? I feel like I'm in a valley. And I'm not just in a valley, I'm in a valley of dry bones. I'm in a valley that, you know, I wanna believe God for a miracle, but I'm in this valley. I'm in a desolate place. You know, that's where Ezekiel finds himself. And guess what? That's a really good place for a miracle. It's a really good place for a miracle. We're gonna look at Ezekiel 37. 12 verses, they're powerful. So stay with me, grab your Bible. You can look online or, online or on the screen. The hand of the Lord was on me. This is Ezekiel. And he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life and I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, what happens? There was a noise, a rattle sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. Breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, this is what some of you are saying tonight. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off, therefore prophesy. You need to hear what God says about your situation. You need to stop listening to what the enemy is saying and you need to start listening to what God is speaking over your situation. This is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Powerful word, powerful word. You know, Ezekiel is the author of this. He's the author of the book of Ezekiel, which makes sense, right? He's a prophet for, for the nation of Israel. God has chosen him to be a prophet. But you know what the Israelites are? They're in, they're in exile. They've been kicked out of the nation of Israel. They're living in Babylon, a pagan society. And it's like they can't worship their God. They're away from God. It's a very dark time for the nation of Israel. And God comes to Ezekiel in the midst of this darkness, in the midst of all that's going on and this disillusionment for the nation of Israel. God comes to Ezekiel and he gives him this vision. 
And he takes him out into a valley of dry bones. And you know, when you read that passage, it says the valley was full of bones. It didn't just have a little bit of bones. It was full of bones. That'd be a crazy picture, a crazy valley. He didn't just take him there. You know what he made him do? He made him walk among the bones. He walked among the bones. God's like, I want you to get a really good picture, Ezekiel, of where the nation of Israel is at. They're in a bad, bad, bad place. A valley of dry bones. So these weren't just bones that had just recently been put there. They were dry bones. It had been years and years and years that these bones had been in this valley. And Ezekiel, when he would see a valley of dry bones, he would think of a violent battle that would have taken place in that valley. And he would have recognized those bones to represent the nation of Israel and that they had been defeated. They had been destroyed. They had been cut down to size. And now their, their bones lay waste. And, you know, it wasn't even bones that were buried. There was shame in what happened to the nation of Israel. Their bones were laid out bare. And Ezekiel gets this picture in his mind and he sees this picture and God comes to him after he shows him this picture and God asks him a question that I think he's asking us all tonight. He says, Ezekiel, can these bones live? And you know what? In the natural, that question seems crazy. We can, we can believe in the resurrection for a body that maybe has recently passed away, an individual believe that for them to be resurrected, but just bones? Can just bones come back to life? And God comes to Ezekiel and he asks him that question. And I think Ezekiel kind of went, huh, God, you took me out to this valley. I know the state of Israel. Like they're in a very bad place. And God's saying, Ezekiel, can I restore Israel? They're, they're in a very bad place, but do you think I can restore Israel? And Ezekiel says, God, you know, kind of like, I guess, like maybe. And I think sometimes we can approach God that way. God's like, man, you want me to restore your marriage? I can do it. And you're like, but how God? God, God we come to God and say, God, will you work in this situation? And he's like, yeah, I can. You're like, but how? Right? He, he shows us the situation. And then he comes to us and says, do you want me to work? And you're like, yeah, but I don't know how. Guess what? It's not up to Ezekiel to raise those dry bones. It's up to the power of God, right? God wasn't saying, Ezekiel, can you make these bones come back to life? We can't. He was saying, do you think I can? But Ezekiel has to think about it for a moment. And you know what? I love that God doesn't think, you know, Ezekiel, I'm done with you. You're like not sure about this. And doesn't just shrug off and move, move on to someone else. I'm going to find someone else and take them and give them this vision. No, he says, you know, Ezekiel, I see a little bit of faith. I see a little bit of faith in you. I'm going to ride with you, Ezekiel. You know, God's so generous and gracious with us. He knows when we have moments of doubt and he's like, you know what? I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to speak to you again. I'm going to remind you that I can do it. There's a key word in this passage. It shows up seven times. It is the word prophesy or prophesied. You know, God doesn't tell Ezekiel to raise the dry bones. 
he tells them, he tells them to prophesy over the dry bones. So is it God raising the dry bones? Yes. But is it Ezekiel partnering with God to see the miracle happen? Yes. In order for us to see God's will take place in our lives, we have to partner with God. We have to come in agreement with God. That's what prophesying is. It's saying, God, I'm going to speak your word. Prophesying is speaking the word of God over our situation, over our life, or over an area. And God is telling Ezekiel to speak the word of God over the nation of Israel. Now the question is, what did Ezekiel do? Did he say, That's, uh, I can't do that? Or did he say, okay, God, I'm going to step out. You know, the truth of the matter is, bold faith speaks. Bold faith is not silent. And I believe that God has called this church to be a church of bold faith. Which means we don't just say, yeah, I believe God can do it in our heart. We actually say, God, I know you can do it. We proclaim with our mouth what we believe. And some of you need to start speaking over your situation. Not just say, yeah, I believe God can do it in your heart. No, you need to start speaking it wherever you go. I can't wait to see my marriage restored. I can't wait to see my son come back to the Lord. I can't wait to see God provide that job for me. You need to start speaking it, speaking it. 2 Corinthians 4, 13 says this, Paul says this, but having the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we speak. We believe, if you truly believe that God can do it, then you will speak it. It's gonna change the way you talk. It's gonna, your faith should change your vocabulary. It should change the way you talk. That's what happened to Ezekiel. He started going from like, God, I don't know if you can do it, to starting to say, I'm gonna speak to these bones. I'm gonna speak to these bones. It's a verbal declaration. That is what faith is, a verbal de declaration in the power of God. And you know, God doesn't just say, you know, Ezekiel, it would be really great if you prophesied over these bones. This is what I wanna do. I'm just suggesting it. No, you know what it says? God commanded it. Did you know prophesying, speaking words of faith is actually a command in scripture? If you want to experience all God has for you, you've got to get a hold of this principle. Some of you and some of us, because I'm speaking to the choir, we're, pray, we're asking God to do things, but then when we get out of our prayer closet, our words don't match our prayers. We break down the promises of God. We, we dismantle them. God wants to do things in our lives, but we, we walk in, I don't know if God can do it. I don't know if God can do it. How about you align your words with God's word? You align your word with God's word. There's power in that. So that's what Ezekiel did. He didn't go based on what he saw. He didn't go based on feeling. Feelings lie to you. What he saw was a horrible situation. What he saw was, a, it was dead bones. There was no life, but he chose to not go by, by sight. He went by faith. Faith doesn't go by what you see. And you know, the minute he started prophesying, the minute, there was immediate response by heaven. 
God took notice. It says, as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath. What I want to point out, though, things started to shift. There's a shift that takes place in the supernatural when your natural words start matching the supernatural. When your words match what God wants to do, there's a shift. The Bible says that there is power in what we say, life or death. When we start speaking life, God's word over our situation, things change. It activates the power of God in our lives. You know why? Not because of us. Because there's power in the word of God. There's power because the word of God represents God. It represents who he is. There's power in the word of God. Things started to change when Ezekiel started to prophesy. And I want to just pull out really quickly two principles that pertain to this passage that we can apply to our lives that will help us walk in faith regarding our words and what we say. The first one is what you think affects what you say. Did you know that the Bible says that we're transformed by the renewing of our mind? That we are called to have the mind of Christ. But sometimes we want to go back to our old life. And I think Ezekiel, for a moment, he was operating out of the flesh. And he had to have a mind shift. He had to say, you know what? No, I'm not going to think this way. I'm not going to think that this is hopeless. I'm not going to think that this is impossible. No, I'm going to think through the lens of faith. I'm going to see things through the lens of faith. And because I'm going to see through things, think, things through the lens of faith, it's going to affect my words. What you think will affect what you say. If you see God for who he is, if your mind is set on the things of God, guess what? It's going to be a lot easier to speak faith-filled words. But we need a mind shift. We need to say, God, on the daily, we got to do this. God, renew my mind. God, renew how I see things. God, give me your mind, the mind of Christ that I don't operate out of the natural, but I operate out of the supernatural. You know, what God said to Ezekiel seemed really crazy. It didn't make sense. There was no logic in it. But God doesn't do logical things. That's why we can't think this, like, in the human perspective. We say, God, change my thinking. Give me a supernatural mind. And when we begin to think that way, we begin to see God do mighty things. When we don't operate out of our emotion, we don't operate out of our logic, but we speak God's word out into our situation because we, our mind is set on him, then it changes things. I think about a testimony that pastor shared on Sunday. And there was an individual who was going to go to the doctor for Parkinson's. They were going to have Parkinson's testing. And they came forward on Sunday. They'd been battling tremors. They came forward on a Sunday. I think this last Sunday. And they said, I'm going to believe that God's going to heal me. And they felt God touched them, but they walked away. And guess what? On Monday, they still had the tremors. 
but they kept proclaiming, you know what? God's gonna heal me. On Tuesday, they still had the tremors, but guess what? They had the mind of Christ and they said, God's gonna heal me. On Wednesday, still had the tremors. They kept proclaiming, God's gonna heal me. Thursday, still had the tremors, kept proclaiming. Friday morning, they woke up. No tremors. Praise God. Praise the Lord. They chose to walk by faith. They chose to see their situation through the lens of faith, not by how they felt, emotionally, physically. They said, God, I'm gonna believe your word. I'm gonna set my mind on your word, on what you've spoken. And they experienced the supernatural. The second principle we see is what you say when you pray affects what you will see. What you say, it's like a tongue twister. Say it five times. What you say when you pray affects what you will see. You know, when we have the mind of Christ, it changes the way we pray. Because we don't see things impossible. So we can pray any prayer. And as long as it's in accordance with God's will, guess what? God says that he will answer it. Oh my goodness, that's a crazy promise. When we have the mind of Christ, supernatural mind, and we walk in faith, it changes the way we pray. 1 John 5, 13 through 16, it says this. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. Wow. It's so important to have the mind of Christ, to have our heart set on God's word, because then we know how to pray. And if we pray in accordance with God's word, we can be confident that God is going to answer. I think about that individual going back. He prayed for healing. Guess what? It's God's will for you to be healed. You don't have to guess. Is it God's will to, for me to be healed? You don't have to guess. Is it God's will to um, restore my marriage? It's God's will. So you can pray with the confidence for that. When we know God's will, we can pray with a confidence. We can speak into our situation God's word. And you might say, but I, I, I wanna make sure I'm praying God's will. How do I know that I'm praying God's will? Again, pray his word. Read his word, get his word into you and pray it over your situation and you'll know that's the will of God. It's the will of God. When you pray his word, and his word is what changes. Ezekiel didn't speak, again, he didn't speak his word. He spoke God's word. God's word is what changed his situation. It's what made a difference in his situation. Are you speaking God's word over your situation? Are you praying God's word over your situation? I think we can, at times, we can... We can um, complain rather than proclaim. We can say we're praying, but we're actually complaining. <gasps> but God's saying, if you start proclaiming my promises, proclaiming what I've spoken over you, that's when you're gonna start seeing the answer. That is when we're gonna start seeing the miracles. When we align our words with God's word, we start seeing the miracles. God starts moving and does powerful things in our situation. So I'm gonna ask you, what are you speaking over yourself? What are you speaking over your neighborhood? 
What do you, we're praying for revival. Are you speaking that over your school? Are you speaking that over your workplace? Are you speaking that over the community that you're a part of? Are we speaking that over Southwest Missouri? I was convicted when I was, when I was studying this. I was thinking, I should be speaking this over every place I walk into. You know, the truth is, Southwest Missouri is a valley of dry bones. Are we speaking life into the valley of dry bones? Because when we speak God's word over situations, things happen, things change, situations change. Isaiah 35 says this, saying to, you know, desolate situations, bad situations, strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way, say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear, your God will come, he will come with vengeance, with divine retribution, he will save you. So that's what we should say to people. When we speak God's word, guess what happens? Then will the eyes of the blind be open and the ears of the death unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. What happens as a result of speaking faith? Miracles. Miracles happen. Miracles happen as a result of speaking our words. And just like Ezekiel, I think we need to learn to prophesy. We need to learn to speak to our situation, to speak to the valley of dry bones. Not be afraid of them, but to say, God, you're bigger and your word is true. And your word turns situations around. Your word brings dead things to life. That it's God's heart to change circumstances and situations. He's just waiting for us to partner with him. He's saying, I've told you what my word is, but now walk in it. Now proclaim it. Now speak like you believe. And I believe that tonight, that's what he wants us to do. In his presence, he wants us to speak like we believe. Rather than complaining, he wants us to proclaim over our situation, over our valley. I don't know what that is for you, you do. And God's saying, stop complaining about it. Stop saying why and start saying, God, I can't wait to see how. I'm gonna speak it and I'm gonna watch you bring it to life.